Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, But Not Lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where are the fellas? So welcome back to Off the Beaten Path But Not Lost with the Feolas, episode 24. <laughs> Been waiting all day to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. I missed that show. I could watch the whole series again. For like you know, the fourth they time. Do, they could do... Um, 24, but with um, Chris Pratt. Yeah, somebody cool. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Today we're going to chat about how it's possible to live in an RV with two adults, two kids, and two dogs. A small RV. (laughs) We have a Class A 36-foot RV. With a few slide-outs, which is handy. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have one slide in the living room kitchen area. One slide for the uh, bed, for the bed, our bed, and then the kids' bedrooms, like the bunks, move outward as well. Slide goes out as well. Yep. <laughs> so, actually, with the wardrobe slide and our bed slide, those are kind of like in the same room. So, yeah, <clears throat> what like is that a- called? Opposing slides, yeah, opposing slides. So, first, before we get into all the details on that. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram at the Feolas, spelled T-H-E-F-A-I-O-L-A-S. You can also subscribe to the newsletter on our website at thefeolas.com. And you can find the show notes to this episode on our website at thefeolas.com slash 24. Before moving into this RV, we had a house in Michigan. It was two floors and 2,100-ish square feet. Each kid had their own room. We had our own room, obviously. Thank the Lord. (laughs) We had two bathrooms and a nice big living room and kitchen and dining room and, you know, all the things. Office. Yeah, office. I had my own office. Yeah, technically it was a four-bedroom house and we converted one to an office. Yep. One downstairs. It had a one downstairs bedroom, three upstairs. Yep. So the had one like that was a, down. Yeah, and it was it was an old farmhouse that we bought and we fixed it up. Remodeled the whole thing mm-hmm. over the course of like eight years. Was it really eight years? It was. I think we bought it in twenty ten and sold it in twenty eighteen. Technically sold it in like the first week of twenty nineteen yeah. or something, but And we bought it in like August of 2010 so yeah but yeah so going from that oh and we had like two and a half acres Mm -hmm. uh and then the houses around us also had a lot of land so it 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 didn't like those houses weren't right next to ours yeah the closest house was like 100 yards away Mm -hmm. on one side and then the other two houses were really far further than that yeah so yeah we had a good amount of land the kids loved to play the dogs loved to roam around we had a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> the 
like a riding lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, a beautiful zero-turn mower. <laughs> um, in our back. I say we had a garage full of stuff. Oh, yes, we, we had, had a garage. Yep. Kayaks. And we had, like, in our backyard, there were, we didn't, like, mow the entire thing. And some of it was, you know, Tony made, like, a little trail with his zero turn <laughs> that he had fun with. So there's, like, this, um, like, part of our yard was mowed, and then there was a section of our yard that we let grow out. But we had a trail that went through it. So the kids thought they were, like, cool, going on their little trail walks all the time. Yeah, it was cool because it'd grow up, like, in the middle of the summer. Some of it would be, you know, four or five feet tall. Yeah, for sure. There was some trees through there. Not too many trees, but it was cool. A lot of wildlife. Mm-hmm. So going from that to the RV was a challenge, mm-hmm. for sure. And on another podcast, we are going to maybe closer to our um, like anniversary date of going full time. We will give you like all the details on that process because it was it was fun, um, or not fun. Sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about how we made this thirty six foot RV work for us after going from you know that house to this. The way that we did it, I think, worked. Better than what a lot of people do. A lot of people do the full-time thing in a super short amount of time. Like, they just make a decision, and then they just start selling, and then they hit the road. Mm -hmm. We had our RV for two years. Yep, two summers we spent in our driveway. (laughs) Yep. So, what we did was we moved the first summer. um, We stayed out in the RV and we moved like our things, but not everything. Yeah, like, like just, I think it was like May. Yep. Once it started being, it was like warm enough in Michigan to actually stay out there without having to worry about the heat and all that. We started moving pretty much all our stuff. Like once we moved. Well, not the first summer, the first summer we moved like our clothes and like our, you know, just the basic things yeah, that yeah. we needed. Um, but you still cooked a lot inside yeah. our house but we did like we did stay out here the night out here most nights. Yep. But we would shower inside and and we would still cook sometimes inside and um use the dishwasher. Use the dishwasher we would. We take our <laughs> dishes in there. Um so we did that for the first summer. And then at winter time we moved everything back into our house like our yep. clothes and then we stayed in the house. And then but it was cool because it allowed us to really like, okay, this works, this doesn't work, this works, you know, and and, and make sure this was even a possibility. Yeah. Like, could we even stay in this? Um, Plus, being that we bought our RV brand new, if you've ever heard anything about the RV industry and buying new RVs, there's always bugs to work out of them. So the way that we did it, we were actually, we were able to use like pretty much everything in our RV a lot, a lot mm-hmm. more than most people would. Um, so we were able to find the problems, find problems and then have it fixed. Cause you know, when you buy a new one, you have a, a warranty. Yeah. We were able to stay in our RV and use all of, use everything. So it was, it was a way for us to find the problems and then we would just list everything out and t- we took our RV back, I think towards winter, right? Because then it allowed us, they actually had it for part of the winter. And we didn't yeah. have to, yeah. That was like when we first bought it. Mm-hmm. Remember, we had um, a handful of problems right away. Oh, yeah, that was the first year. Okay. So, and that wasn't a big deal because we camped with it once, and then we sent it back. Yep. 
and then this, so then the second time, the second summer, we, we were still able to, you know, find any issues and then take it back to them again to fix those issues. And you can find that podcast at thefaolas.com slash 16. And then the second summer, we, as soon as we could move out here, we started moving our stuff out. And this was permanent move in our, like in our heads. Our, our real bed. Yes. So we, we moved, moved our, our real bed out. <laughs> our Tempur-Pedic out into the RV. Yes. And so we were really staying out here. Um, we were not planning on moving back in. Uh, we then, you know, anything that we were not moving into our RV, we sold or gave mm. away. And Well, that's when we kind of started sorting, like going through rooms, what we were going to keep, what we were going to donate, what we were going to sell. Yep, and we'll get into more details on that on that specific podcast. Um, but as we moved that stuff out, we got to decide, you know, like what we were going to be able to fit in here and like what we just could not fit. And then those things we did something else with. And then at the end of that summer, I don't know when we put our house up for sale, actually. I, our house, I don't think, went on to the market until like late October, early November. Okay. And we were... You know, we had done everything that we needed to do. Before then. Right before then. So we actually just stayed out in our RV the whole time. Yeah. So every showing that came, like, we were just out in our RV (laughs) the whole time. We didn't go out of the RV. We just stayed inside. We shut the curtains, and so they would have their privacy. But, um, but yeah, we were just really quiet. Yeah, I would say for the most part, you know, people that were looking at the house, they didn't even know we were in there. Yeah, more than likely. Except for when we sold our house and they came out to do like the appraisal and they had like a very detailed guy. He was here for like, I don't know. Several hours. Like five hours or longer. Yeah, it was most of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was most of the day. And we like had to stay in here and like quietly. It was crazy. But that allowed us to really see like, okay, we need, we need to find a way to make it so that our kids could have toys because they were young. They're eight and six now. How old was Lexi? Kylie was five. Not when we first started. Yeah, 20, well, five and a half. Okay. So Kylie was like five and a half. Lexi was like three. Oh my goodness. Lexi like only knows this life. Yeah, pretty much. much. She still remembers stuff from the house. She remembers the the (laughs) swing set and all that stuff. The major decision you have to make is what RV is right for your family. And this is different for everyone. A lot of people, especially with like families, will pick a fifth wheel. Yep. And we had some issues with that on our end, like just for us. We didn't want the truck to be the main vehicle. We didn't want to drive separate. Yep. So we didn't want to have to drive like a separate vehicle, and we didn't want our truck to be the, our main vehicle. Yeah, because we know families that have a truck and fifth wheel and also have an extra vehicle. Mm-hmm. Where there's, that's, there's pros and cons to that. Um, cause fifth wheel layouts, like I would say the ones that we looked at even now, like even now they're even better, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of fifth wheel layouts that are amazing. Yep. Yeah. They have bunk rooms and they have lofts. Yes. You know, they sure. have like 10 foot ceilings. So those are some awesome features, but if you don't want to have basically a third vehicle that somebody has to drive separate every time, that's pretty much off the table. And the other thing, too, is we wanted, well, in my mind, I was like, we are going to go and, you know, when you're hungry, I'll just 
walk back there, make a sandwich, and then give it to you. Plus, things are just like easier. And That's a myth. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was so like wobbly. <laughs> I still could if we were on like a slower road, but it's easier, I think. I mean, we pull in and we're completely set up and ready in like 10 minutes. Yeah, like the most difficult setups, you know, unlevel site and that kind of thing maybe takes us 15 to 20 minutes tops. Yep. but And that's not working together. Like sometimes you'll help me, like you'll drive back and forth if I need yeah. it to be adjusted. That helps a lot. So I don't have to run in and out. My favorite times are when we are driving just like an hour away. And so I drive separate and then I just sit in the Jeep until yeah. you're all done and you have the slides out and then I go in and everything's done. Sometimes that's easier because usually you have the kids and the dogs yeah. with you and I don't have anybody in my way. Yeah. If you if people anybody listening has ever set up an RV, sometimes like I I don't know. I'm not a big ask for help type of person, no matter <laughs> that's just the way that I am. Even when I really need it, I don't like to ask for help. But sometimes I just, I don't want anybody in my way. I just want to do it because I know my routine. Yeah. You know, it's funny though, because um, when I'm doing that, when I'm just sitting in the Jeep waiting, I look around and there's always somebody, you know, watching you do your stuff. And I always just like chuckled to myself. Like they're probably like, gosh, that lady's not helping him at all. <laughs> but in reality, I walkie talkied you and told you not to move. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he, you don't need my help back. And that's the other thing, too. That's another reason why we picked the Class A is you're really good with it. I mean, you can just pull in and back in, and you don't need any help. You have your cameras and whatever you need, and um, I don't need to walk in the back and, you know, motion you back, which is good because I'm really bad at that stuff. So yeah. I think that causes um, or that stops a lot of, of fights. <laughs> Yeah. possibly would have that's like a common theme in the rv community is like sorry what i said when we were trying to back in the rv or whatever yeah and that's never happened with us not never. really <laughs> oh it did one time we were very uneven site and um i think it was a north i remember this very very well actually we were in north shore and it was a very unlevel site and we got these like really cool blocks from, they were like putting in a deck or something and they got these cool blo blocks that were like big. Mm -hmm. But because they were so big, you had to do like some maneuvering to get up on them. Yeah, I had to put it under the jacks and lift it up and then put it under the tires. Yep. And like it was like a, th it was like a multi-step process to do this. And so you had me do it one time and I was just like, Nope, but it, it was just easier for me to do it because and that's kind of like of a, you walking in and out. That's like a extraordinary circumstance yes. because that site <laughs> that campground was very cool, but the um the back row against the woods those sites have a huge slope. But they're and cool like sites because yeah, they like were a, by the woods. In a fifth wheel, that's no problem. You can adjust it a lot further, but in a class A, it's much harder to get level without really using some blocks. Yeah, so that is kind of a negative um, for our locations. But for what we wanted, um, I think a Class A was perfect. Yeah. And the things that we did want in a Class A, we really wanted a diesel, but that didn't happen. We did want bunks because we wanted it to our kids to have their own rooms and something that we would not be, like, putting away every day. Yeah, like um, the couch bed or mm -hmm. something like that. So did Kylie um, – I know Lexi had a – we replaced her mattress right away. We had her yep. her mattress from her bed 
came out here. But I think because Kylie had a full size bed. Yeah. So we saved all that stuff. We put it in our storage. Yep. And her mattress, we just used the factory mattress in here. No, we we did buy no, we did buy um another mattress. It was um qual it was like um somewhat that material. I don't know, like it was like crib material, like but it was um but it it was a crib bed mm. for sure. Yeah, the first one we bought. Um, oh yeah, because you're right. I didn't like the beds that were in here. They were Plus, cheap. The um, bunk mattresses that came with it uh, were the full length, and yes. we ended up modifying the layout. Yes, yes. So what we did was we bought um, we bought Kylie kind of a crib mattress, but I think it might have been like an extra long crib mattress or something. I don't remember, but she was young anyway, so it yeah. worked. Um, but we bought her a new mattress because she had already had a new bed, like a full size bed. Uh, but Lexi, actually, her crib mattress fit perfectly, and we brought yeah. it in. And so what we did was we had these shorter beds, and then at the end of the beds, we put shelves from Ikea. Yeah, they're like cube shelves. Yep. And that include, that that allowed us to put some, like, books in there and toys, you know, that they could have in their individual rooms. It was really hard to get rid of all your toys, especially when you have a whole room full of toys. Yeah. So, you know, they got to pick a lot more than what they have now, for example. <laughs> yeah, we we've we've uh, uh, acclimated and adjusted mm-hmm. the toy situation. They still have like a lot of stuffed animals. Like when we first set off, yeah, we had a bean we bag. had a <laughs> it was a specialty bean bag, I think, right? Yeah, for stuffed animals, it was huge. It was like six yep. feet. And it was filled with stuffed animals, and so the kids had all their stuffed animals, but they were able to use it, like, in the living room as kind of a beanbag as well when they were watching TV. Um, but then we realized that just wasn't It wasn't practical because we had to yeah. move it all the time, and we didn't want the dogs all over, you know, laying on it and stuff, so. Therefore, changing the beds and allowing them to have the shelves with the, the toys and stuff, I think, helped a little bit more transition. I mean, we're still talking about way less toys yeah but they have in their beds they have room um we also have toys in the closet and yeah they have like i would say probably a third of the closet is their stuff yes because we actually don't have really anything i mean we have some things hanging up and we have like a couple drawers in there which is another thing that we modified you know we it was just like a wardrobe with a bar across the top for hanging clothes all the way so what I did was built shelves, and the kids have... Um, and that's kind of changed over the yeah. time, too. We had drawers in there at first, and that changed to shelves, and then... Yep. Yep. Um, and but, that's a, that's a one thing that you'll just have to deal with when you're full-time RVing is you're always changing something. Yeah, trying to you'll make find, it better. Yeah, you'll find a way that works a little bit better for you. Yep. So the kids have the beds, they have the closet for their stuff, and they have, like... Um, we just have these Tupperwares that kind of have everything in it. So, for example, they have, like, a make-believe one that has, like, jewelry and, like, fake things. Like and dress-up like, stuff. Dress-up stuff that's, like, all dress-up stuff in there. And we try to do that. We try to make, like, specific areas or containers that hold everything. So then the kids can play with that one thing. And then when they're done with it, they know right where it is, where yeah. it goes. Because that's, like, the most important part about living in yes, an RV. Everything needs a home. Yep. And if it doesn't, it's going to cause problems. But 
And then under our bed is a lot of storage. That is the kids' games. Yeah, we have like the 6, entire thousand board games. Yes, we are homeschoolers, so <laughs> we have a lot of homeschool games and just other games, and and it's just really fun. And then we bought a like ottoman that folds down. Actually, it folds down flat. Um, yeah, we can link that. Yeah, we'll link that in the show notes, but it's pretty cool, and it actually holds all the kids' toys. It holds a bunch of toys as well. They have the ex- quite the extensive animal toy and horse toy yeah. collection, so that's about 15 pounds worth of that. Yes, and I think that that's probably the next time we go back, they'll probably get rid of that, to be honest. We'll see. Um, and then outside, we keep, um, they have like a whole garage. That's the other cool thing about the Class A is, the entire underneath is garages, yeah. like on both sides. So the one side, they have one garage that's just theirs. Which and is about, I think, about, I'd say, five feet by three feet. And how high? About three feet tall. Oh, three feet and tall. And it's a couple feet deep. Okay. And in there, they have things like, they have a big, huge Tupperware of Barbies. And then they have a Tupperware, they have a couple of Tupperwares or maybe one of Legos. Two, yeah. Yep, two Tupperwares of Legos. And so whenever they want to play with those specific things, we just bring that in. So we just bring in the Barbies and they play with their Barbies. And they can play with them outside too, but more than likely they bring them inside. And then when they're done playing with them, they put it all away and take them outside. into that. Yeah. Into the, and what's really cool about that is it allows the kids to like not really get sick of their toys because... You know, they play with the Barbies, and then when they're done with those, they'll do Legos for a week. Yeah, sometimes and, the and they they can bring in the Barbie bin, and it'll be in here for like three or four or five days. And once that kind of gets old, we'll put it back out, and then a day later, they'll have the Legos in. Yep, or they'll be doing the animals and yeah. the Ottoman or, you know, playing make-believe or whatever. And they also have that big bin of uh, Nerf guns, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, they have a big bin of... Bows and guns and that's definitely an outside thing yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean so i think our number one tip when trying to live in an rv with a family is to well starting from the top make sure you get the rv that fits your family the most don't just buy don't just you know like make sure you research it like really research it and then go like look at them (laughs) and like have the salesperson leave and let you sit in there and like just sit in there for a good 30, 40. I mean, we got open every cupboard, open every bin, every garage. And just picture everything that you have, like picture the stuff in those spots. Um, And of course you're just so you know, you're going to pick this RV and it's going to have all this empty spots and you're going to think you have so much storage. And then when you go to do it, it's going to change. But then you have to start thinking about ways to make it work. Um, You don't need everything that you have in your house. Um, The kids' rooms were seriously full of toys. I mean, Kylie was really bad. We got her so many toys. She was... She was the first kid. First kid, first grandkid, first, you know. So she got everything. She had so many toys, so much stuff. So many clothes. And she would never even played with half the things. Um, and so now, like, every single thing we own, they play with. And it, we um, also, we make it a point to, like, if they want to buy a toy with their own money or whatever, we make them think about it. Yeah, do you really want that? Like, if you want that, you're going to have to find a home for it. Do you have a home for it? Like, where is it going to go? Like, are you going to get rid of something? Like, for example, their animal ottoman can't hold anything else. Yeah. Um, well, now I think it can because I think they got rid of a bunch when yeah, we were they in kinda, Michigan. they stored some stuff. <laughs> um, 
they're like, I don't want to get rid of this, mom. I want to save it for my kids. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, so there is some room in there now, but don't tell them that. Um, but they, but if they want something, they have to make sure they have a spot for it. Um, and now we've changed things around so much. They actually don't have any toys in their beds anymore. So they still have some stuffed animals and things, but yes, they have stuffed animals. Kylie has a bed that goes the full length now because she's too tall. Lexi still has a space. She doesn't need a new bed yet, but she only has a few things at the bottom of her bed because pretty much she's probably very close to getting a new bed. Yeah. I mean, she still doesn't technically need it, but, um, so we removed the shelves when we were in Michigan and she has like, and each bunk still a few things has on. a shelf that was already there. Yes. There's a shelf on the top. And, um, it's not very useful. I think you could like, we could probably modify that some to make it more useful, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that, so first step, pick your right RV. Yep. Second step is make sure that you give your kids s- some things. I mean, they're kids, so they need toys still. You can't take everything from them. Um, of course there's other things and we'll talk about those soon and talk about those in a minute. Um, other things that you can do to like be busy. Like you don't want your kids always in the house. That's not the point of this lifestyle anyways, but they still need to be able to play. There's there still, will still be times that you are pretty much stuck in the house. Yes. You know, you go to just, a state that's rainy or, you know, a region that's rainy more than, more than others. And you just can't, this is a lifestyle. You can't be like, I mean, some people do, but we can't. We can't be like on the road every single day. We're not those kind of people. No. Um, and we can't be like hiking every single day. Yeah. <laughs> like I like to lay in my pajamas all day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids do too, actually. And there'll be um, times like, you know, we'll go we'll go at it for two or three weeks straight, just going on road trips and Jeep trails and mm-hmm. this and that. You just sometimes you just want a couple weekends to do nothing. Yes, exactly. And the kids love their toys. So the next thing is I would I would look in your RV or the one that you're looking at getting and just kind of come up with some ways that you can have toys for them. Like we have an ottoman, for example, that sits in front of our couch. We use it for our feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the inside of it is toys. Um, and then they also have the closet that we let them have majority of. Um, and we keep our clothes, you know, we have some that are hanging up. We have a couple drawers in there and then we have drawers off to the side of the closet. And also look at like, uh, how you can modify it. Like for us, our dinette, we used our dinette for oh, yeah. a couple summers. Mm-hmm. We've pretty much figured out that the table was just too small to like have dinner sitting at, you know, have the food sitting on it and have all our plates. Like if you don't want to be shuffling around the kitchen, getting food in this net, look at, just kind of like plan ahead. Yeah, things that you can, can change. We put a table there and and chairs instead of a dinette with booths. Yep, just to fit your family better. Can um, we replace the couch if you don't need that? Most of them have like a hide a bed. Yeah, and the we couch, didn't need that, which is usually cheap anyways. You know, it's like cheap mattress, cheap frame, everything. Think about what you can do in the future if you can put it like we put couches there with storage underneath instead of a bed. So, yes. And actually we use that storage for like arts and crafts stuff and school stuff. And right now we don't have anything in there because I want to get rid of them. So I'm trying to prove to myself that I don't need them, but 
really could use them. I, I, actually, I, I, I hid some uh, paper plates and stuff in there. <laughs> so, um, those are easy to find a new home for, though. But, yeah. uh, but I had like them completely packed full of stuff. So I'm proud of myself for getting rid of that in Michigan when we were there. Uh, and that just that's just the next thing, homeschool. Um, so for homeschool, you know, we want books. And oh, so let me back up, actually. When we first went on the road, the kids actually had books in their beds. So they had like a shelf that was all books. And then they had like toys and stuff in there as well. And that was changed because some of the areas we went, um, it was Texas. It was too moist. Do you remember that? Like it got like um, humid in there or whatever. And like the books were wet. Do you remember that? And they that, like got that actually st- happened in Michigan. Oh, was that in Michigan? Because we, we were, were running outside. The, yeah, we were running. You know, we weren't staying outside. We were we were running the furnace like twenty four seven. It was oh. winter, and so we was, were in Michigan. Oh yeah. no, this is when we were selling our house, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Okay. So we so were. This we had the everything last set up. Yep. But then we were running the propane furnace. We have two furnaces in here, twenty four seven, which creates condensation in here because it's yes. freezing cold outside and it's nice in here and these aren't really built for winter living so that happens and we started figuring out that that we had to change that around to get out of dodge yeah so what happened was just a little like just what happened there is we like i said we put our house up on the market like end of october early november i think Um, and then we sold it about a month later, right? Yeah. But then the closing and all of that, I think our closing was January 18th. No, just kidding. It was like the second week of January. Yeah. It was like like a month and a half from when we, maybe it was two months total from like listing it to signing the papers. Okay. So yeah, it was like two months total, but the problem is it went into, cold yeah. months <laughs> yeah january in michigan it was it was yes. not pleasant luckily though we didn't have like a super harsh winter it was still cold but it wasn't as cold as it could have been so. and we did we couldn't move back in because yeah. we had already moved like our stuff out plus the house was sold and or we were like showing it and yeah. you know stuff so it was just easier for us to not move back in but um but anyway so then we realized that right away therefore we left michigan <laughs> first step (laughs) but no second step is we bought a we call it the media center and it's kind of a bookshelf it's a metal bookshelf that we have it it has wheels and it's it's not that convenient because it is i mean it's very convenient because it has all of our books and all our homeschool stuff on it and we've narrowed it down to even more which is nice um so now we can even put more homeschool stuff on it which i like um, but it's not convenient because it's big and it's there. It's big and heavy. It's big and heavy. So we have it like in our kitchen living room area when we're clo- when we're like settled. And then we move it back into my bathroom when we're driving because yeah, there's the, really no room for it. Yeah, you have to put it in the back bathroom and close the slides mm-hmm. to when we're driving. Yes. It really has no other home other than that spot. Because if it was out here, it's just dangerous. Yeah. I mean, we technically could leave it out here. It would just be in our way. Yeah. We could leave it, like, in front of the, um, you know, whatever that is. What is Kitchen that? counter. Kitchen counter. I know you're not familiar with that area. But <laughs> <laughs> so back on the homeschool stuff, we have this media center that has all of our homeschool stuff on it. And, you know, 
books that mm-hmm. the kids just want to read. And then we also use like a Kindle and, you know, other things that allow the kids to have as many books as they want really yeah. <laughs> on their Kindle. That's pretty much unlimited. But some of the resource books and stuff, some of those books that are like, you know, Usborne type books, you know, that are bigger and have like uh, information in them are cooler to have in real life. So we still have a shelf full of those. And then homeschool, they just get out their stuff and do it at the table. or. And we have extra homeschool supplies in totes outside, underneath in the garages. Yeah, stuff that they're not currently in, we just put in a tote out in the garage. Yep. Yep. Because some of the stuff we can save from Kylie's uh, curriculum, we can save for Lexi, which will be, you know, in a year or two or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we store them underneath in like a watertight container. And we have some of our garages are pass throughs. So those we bought the uh, like long containers that have an extra tall top and they slide right into place. We have four of them, actually three of them with school stuff and craft stuff outside. Yep. And so it just makes it just makes it a little easier that we don't have everything inside. We keep some of it outside. Plus, it keeps some of the weight off of like the slides. So office um, living in an RV with a family, a young family. More than likely, unless you got lucky, someone's still working or both of you are still working. And um, in my case, it's, or in our case, it's me. I had a desk that was, that Tony made for me, like on the slide. Yeah, we Um, took the, when we took the dinette out. Yep. We had a folding table that we had from Ikea. And then we replaced the couch with a different type of couch. And then with the extra space on the slide, I made a desk. It wasn't really like a folding table. It's, I mean, it did fold, but it was a nice yeah, it was, table. I'll actually link really link it. I'll link it in the show notes because it's definitely a good option for some people. We went a different route recently, um, but we still have that table. It's still yeah. in our storage unit because we really liked it. Um, but yeah, Tony made a table or a desk for me. And then I was able, like, I'm able to plug in my laptop to it. So I opted against the desktop version. And I have a laptop that I plug into like a docking station and that allows us to like work remotely still, which is nice because we've been in a few spots that had mm-hmm. no signal and yep. I had to go search for it. Um, so yeah, so that was the first, first option. We had this desk and then it was just too tight. I was too close to them doing homeschool and all of that. So I've now recently moved it to the front of the RV, which I like better. I don't know if the rest of you do, but I'm a little out of the way. Um, and it's cool because I'm in the front of the RV with all the windows. So I normally have a really good view and I still have my big monitor and everything. And I plug my laptop into my docking station still. So it still works out perfectly. Uh, but that's like my little office area up there. And you have a more, I don't know if it's more, is it more comfortable? The chair there? Because we had a big, you know, office chair. That was another thing. The office, the swiveling, rolling office chair. It was kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, where I was always it was. getting stuck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, it is more comfortable, but it is um it's like the passenger seat. So that one's not adjustable. It, it doesn't move forward or backwards. So. Yeah, it doesn't move forward or backwards. It does turn around, but that doesn't help me, but um it would be nice if it moved up a little bit. But it works for now. Eventually I might get new what are those things called? Captain chairs? Yeah. You know, when we change the color or something in here. (laughs) So we talked school supplies. We talked office, um, tools and stuff. 
So we also have, when we downsized from the house and garage to the RV, um, I had to figure out what tools I was going to bring, which was very difficult. I had a ton <laughs> of power tools. You know, I remodeled a house for eight years, so I accumulated all kinds of stuff. Um, but most of that stuff you won't need on the road. Mm-hmm. So I really had to limit what I was going to take because most of that stuff's heavy. So I got rid of most of my like hand tools, most of my power tools, um, which I really haven't needed much of that stuff since we were since we've been on the road. Actually, I think you've downsized it a few times. Yeah, every I time we've a, gone back yeah. to Michigan. Every time I go to Michigan, I leave a few more things behind. So this last time we were in Michigan, we left a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's what happens too. Like, oh yeah, every any. Just advice for somebody who hasn't hit the road yet, you are guaranteed to bring too much stuff mm-hmm. on the road. And that's okay. Yes. You so just have to maybe deal with you do it. like, like I know some people that do like a shakedown trip. Our shakedown trip wasn't really a shakedown trip. Well, we, we kind of had shakedown trips in our driveway. But I think that we, even, even with that still, we had way too much stuff. Um, when we left there, we went to Texas for a year. You'll hear about this in that podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, what happened was we had way too much stuff. And so the next, when we left, when we ended up leaving there, it was on our radar to come back to Michigan to drop some stuff off, which we ended up doing. So that's, that's something to know. Like when you go on the road, you know, have your shakedown trip be like a good five, six months, but make it come back to either where you plan on, if you're going to have a storage unit, if you're going to have, I don't know if you're going to, maybe you don't have a storage unit, but if you're going to have a storage unit, make sure you're coming back towards that storage unit in the next like six months or seven months. Mm-hmm. That's what I would suggest. Cause even your kids, like they're going to want, they're not going to want to get rid of like anything. <laughs> so it's going to be really hard to get rid of stuff. And um, like, we didn't even have yard sales or anything because it was so hard to get rid of this stuff. It, it like, not to so, mention the time, the season, like it yeah, wasn't it was yard sale season cold. in Michigan. But it was still like emotional for me, like to. So what we ended up doing is we ended up just giving it all away because I felt much better about giving it to like Purple Heart or giving it to you know somebody that needed it than yeah, there was selling a, it. <laughs> I had a couple times where going through stuff in my garage, like I did sell a lot of the power tools just because I didn't. I really they weren't worth enough for me to store them mm-hmm. to take up like valuable space in our cargo trailer. So I sold the stuff that I could sell for, you know, a discounted price. Um, but I've at a couple of different times I had friends from work come over and mm-hmm. just go through what they wanted. My workbench and just I just told them that literally there's toolboxes, there's hand tools, wrenches, yep. all that stuff. Fill up a five gallon bucket. I don't really care. Like just get it out of my way. And we had Purple Heart come to our house probably six times. Yeah. And just fill up their truck with stuff and Which is take a, it. It's a really cool organization. Yeah, because um, you know that was much better than having a yard sale and people being like, "How about fifty cents less for this?" Yeah. Like I was just too emotional. Like these are my kids' toys that I watched them play with <laughs> and like loved. And so some, hard. you know, there was all kinds of stuff: appliances, yeah, and clothing, exactly. and. Um, so anyways, you're going to, you're going to have a hard time getting rid of these things. Even your kids are going to have a hard time, but then about six months in, you realize you never, you're not going to need this stuff. And so it's nice to either, you know, just get rid of it if you don't care about it, but 
having like if you have a storage unit or like in our case we have an enclosed trailer that we bought to put stuff in it feels better to like okay I still love these things like the kids for example their horses and stuff you know they they're not willing to let them go yet but they are not they don't play with them and they know they don't play with them so they put them in the storage unit because they'll give them to their quote kids now who knows if it'll last 20 years yeah. <laughs> or however long <laughs> until until they have kids who knows if it'll last that long but it at least got us got it out of here for now it was yeah it was it was um it was like a relief that they felt safe storing it mm-hmm. versus just giving it away or throwing it away or whatever and that is something too i mean you could always and a lot of people start with a storage unit and then come back to their storage unit a year later or two years later and then maybe downsize to a smaller storage unit and then maybe they don't need it at all. So it's just that stage that you have to go through to make it comfortable enough to get on the road. Cause if you think about it too much, you're never gonna, you'll never be able to get it down. Yeah. <laughs> down far enough. I mean, going from a 2,100 square foot house to 36 feet is or 36 foot. I don't know what, I think we're like, like 300, 320 square feet. <laughs> Yeah, with the slides out. So, like, going from that to this was extreme. Yeah. And um, you just got to do it. Yeah, so we also have, not only do I have one specific garage oh, yeah, for, cut like, you off on that. tools and supplies. <laughs> um, like, I have a ladder that we, instead of having it on the um, the portable ladder out on the outside ladder, like, you see, sometimes you see RVs with ladders, bungee cord. So uh, I have it inside. I have uh, two or three toolboxes that I keep with certain stuff. I, I have a little plumbing box, an electrical box, um, a fastener box, because I have like a lot of little nuts and bolts and screws. Um, and they don't take up really much space. So there's stuff that I had to buy on the road, like a couple plumbing tools and this and that, which are handy to have. I can use them, and I have used them more than once just since we've been full-time. Yeah, so. we've needed them, so... So those are good to have. I have a outdoor specific garage. I have my Blackstone griddle with a portable stand and I have like uh, a little fire pit. We have the BioLite. What is it? BioLite. Have we talked about bonfire? I don't know. Um, So that's in there. Propane tank stays in that garage too. And then up on the pass through we have like our pop up canopy like a uh, was it like a 10 by 10 pop-up that we use once in a while that we're going to get a new one of eventually here eventually <laughs> and then the other on the other side of that garage is our two new chairs that we recently got yep our outdoor chairs so just making sure that everything has like a place and that you have stuff to still do those things that you want to do like hang out outside or cook out or whatever in my outdoor garage has gone through several transformations. You know, mm-hmm. I've had, I had the portable stand and then I stored that one summer at the trailer or the cargo trailer. And I got out a small plastic folding table and I brought that with us for a year and I ended up, you know, thinking that was just kind of too much. So then I switched back to my portable thing, which I have now. So what are you thinking? Do you like it? Yeah. And mainly because it will link that. It's actually kind of cool. I think. Mainly because the way that I had to put everything away with the folding table, I had to put that away first. So basically, I had to break down my grill, propane oh. tank, and my. I have a little tote that I have all my 
grill tools and stuff in. So I had to put the table away first because that's the only way it would fit. And then I had to put everything else in. So basically I had to take everything off the table, put it on the ground, put the <laughs> table away, and then put everything away. This way I can put everything away and then the thing, the portable table goes in last. So this portable table, we'll link it. Um, it comes with like a like a little compartment thing that hangs on. You don't use that, right? That's the only thing I didn't like about it. Okay. So we don't actually use that. We'll put a little note in the show notes just to remind you. But the thing is pretty cool. And it fits a black and it's stone light. pretty nice. Yeah, and it's and it's it's been pretty good. So all of these things are important to make sure you keep your sanity when you're inside. But the best thing would be to get outside and yep. enjoy your surrounding areas. Um, that's really the goal of this lifestyle anyways, is to explore your cities and towns and states in this country. Parks. And the parks. And yeah. So that is our goal to do like the na all the national parks, for example, which we can spend multiple days. When we go to a national park area and we stay we try to go to the national park every day. Yep. So like, um, you know, they don't have a lot of time to play or get bored. You know, they do school and I do work and then like three o'clock, four o'clock, we're getting ready to leave and go to the park, yep. national park. Um, so that's a big thing is, you know, visiting the state parks and national parks, getting outside, going on hikes, going on Jeep trails. <laughs> and I will say like, just you mentioned towns and cities and towns. I've had way more fun in pretty much all the little small towns than I have any of the big cities we've been to. Oh, yes, for sure. And that's the other thing, too, is, like, we sometimes will literally just drive around the town and see. Because yeah. a lot of times they have, like, a historic downtown. If it's mm -hmm. a smaller place, historic downtowns are awesome. I love small town, USA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we love to drive around. Like, we just did that yesterday, and we got to see all the, like, orange trees or something. They're orange yeah, trees, I orange think. groves all over the place down here in Florida. Yep. And that was really cool. Um, so it's it's neat to um, just drive around and see. And, I mean, you go from inside your inside your RV to inside the Jeep, but yeah. it is a different feeling. Like you're outside. You got the windows down. It's a yeah. nice day. There's, you know, Florida has pretty much nonstop amazing sunsets. So mm -hmm. that's a bonus. And then just getting outside, doing, you know, the hikes, adventures, yep. Jeep trails, going to the pool and the hot tub that you have at the campgrounds normally. And that's um, like the hot tub and the pool. There's You're almost guaranteed to make new friends there. Mm -hmm. Literally every time we go to a hot tub or pool, we end up talking to somebody new and talking for like an hour. I know. It's funny. I go down and I'm, I'm a very talkative person <laughs> but i always go down i'm like oh, i'm just gonna relax and like shut my eyes which is funny because I, I don't think i've ever done this ever anywhere like even when i had a, at my house i had a big clawfoot bath and i would go take a bath and i would call my mom like every single <laughs> time that i took a bath like i'm like i need peace and quiet i'm gonna go take a bath and then i would call my mom and talk to her the whole time for an hour and a half yeah <laughs> something so um so I always go down to the hot tub thinking like, oh, it's going to be so peaceful and I'm going to just lay there with my eyes shut. And then I just make friends with people and talk to them the whole time, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is nice. So that's outside. The other things we like to do inside that I didn't mention um, is we love to play games. Yep. Which I told you we have uh, underneath our bed. It's just filled with games. So 
we can have game nights and play tons of games. Um, sometimes we'll get on the kick. Last year, so what's funny is 2020, we did a lot of games. Yeah. Um, probably with COVID and not going places. I don't know. Um, but 2021, we didn't play like any games, really. Yeah, we only had like a handful of game nights. I think it's probably, though, because we did a lot of the national parks. We yeah. did a lot of national parks in 2021. We spent a lot of time in Yellowstone. Yeah, amazing places where you yeah. didn't have to play games to be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, But game nights are fun. We like playing video games and that. We never fight when we play video games on Switch. Um, we all have our own Switches. That's another thing, too, to do is, you know... Yeah, you don't have to do these things, but these are all things that, like, just make things easier on you is each kid has their own, for example, DVD player. You know, when when they want to watch DVDs, they could literally watch – they each have their own DVD player. They have TVs, but we also have DVD players that they can use, like, um, on the – you know, in the Jeep or on the road They or can connect their DVD players and watch the same thing, or they can, you know, watch something different. Yep, but they had the opportunity – to do their own thing. Um, they also have their own switches, so which is a gaming device, and they can each be on their own switch doing their own thing. Um, they also have their own Kindles, and we have computers, and we have TVs, and so, like, really, like, technology-wise, they can definitely all have... They don't have to fight over those things. And so, yeah, do you want to buy kids $200 <laughs> switches? You know, two of them, depending on how many kids you have. No, probably not. But at the same time, it's just so much easier just for them to have their own device and then you don't have to worry about the fight. And what's cool about that is like they can play with their cousins in yes, they're in Michigan. Online, yep. You know, so there's online gaming they can play with their family. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And just remember like <laughs> this is going to sound kind of mean or like I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't say it. No, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. <laughs> but you are taking these kids out of their, um, you know, out of a lifestyle that could be totally different. You know, like this is 100% better. I highly recommend this lifestyle. And I would, I would never say that you should never do this because this is something that I, I wish everyone could experience. And I think it's way better for every kid, to be honest. But... It is a shock to the system, and it is a completely different. So if you could make it just a tad easier for your children by, you know, getting them each their own Kindle or nowadays, getting them each their own Switch or making yeah. sure their beds don't fold up <laughs> or just something, you know, that's just makes them feel like um, that they didn't lose every single thing they had, it'll make it much easier. You don't want your kids to hate this. You want them to enjoy it. You don't want them to, like, grow up and be like, Oh, that was the worst experience ever. Mom made us do this and or dad made us do this. You want them to grow up and tell their kids or actually better yet, you want them to grow up and be telling their kids the reason why we're on the road yeah. <laughs> is because mom and dad did this with me and it was so much fun. I wanted to do it with you. That's what you, you know, that's what we really want them to do is experience this with their families, um, not be like horrified by it. So that's just my advice, and it is kind of mean. And you'll I mean, you'll always have ups and downs with that too. Mm-hmm. They'll all they're they're always gonna miss their family, especially when they mm-hmm. you know they started out living you know thirty minutes away from pretty much any family member. So they're always gonna miss family. Um, 
Lexi wants stairs so bad. Yeah. So she it's the only wants, reason she would want a house. Yeah. She just wants stairs. So she could get a fifth wheel. <laughs> they have stairs. Yep. <laughs> she whines all the time about stairs, but that's that's her thing. But both our kids, um, and like Lexi, like I said, she was young, so maybe she doesn't know. But Kylie remembers her room, and yeah. she remembers all her toys. And if you ask her if she likes this lifestyle, she would say absolutely. The only thing she misses is family. Yeah. She never, ever, ever says I miss all my toys. That's where technology does come in handy is mm-hmm. staying connected with family. Yes. They can Skype and they can video chat. and We um, still have them write letters and postcards. Yes. Yep. Sometimes Snail we mail. get letters back. Yep. Which is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think that that is everything. It's probably not everything, but it's probably what we could think of right now. <laughs> That's what you you always have to have that are you a lawyer you always have to have that like note disclaimer yeah the disclaimer (laughs) in every single podcast this is not everything but it's everything that we can think of well really for us like (laughs) we've gone down the list of how we did it yeah and things that we made sure to do to make sure that we could get along as a family in an rv yep we planned ahead we brought too much stuff yep we went back. We've had and- fun. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is like, I, the, here's my disclaimer, is um, we really like each other. We really like hanging out with each other. Um, mm. <laughs> we have our moments. like every, Everybody does. Yeah, everybody does. But I, we have a lot less moments than some people. Then I would say 70% of the country, yeah. probably. <laughs> um, that was I, like, that was a big thing for me when I was working in Texas, you know, I literally transferred to Texas with this already in motion and they my work knew that already and they were Yeah. You you transferred so just a claim. We we transferred to Texas with the understanding that we were going to be leaving in, you know, up to a year. We were just doing that to claim it as our residency. Yeah. So we were just like making it all the Yeah, before I even got to Texas, my work knew that I was leaving in a year. Mm-hmm. So and they were cool with it. It was great. Um but it's crazy the some of the conversations I had with coworkers, married people, customers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they they just couldn't believe that I could be with my family twenty four seven. It was like not <laughs> even a too. question of in their life. Like that was never even a possibility. I hear that too. It's so funny. Like I where I work, I talk to a lot of different like clients and stuff, and that is you know I always. I always say that I always say that I'm a full-time RVer because sometimes I'll have like bad internet or we're in different time zones. And so they're always wondering like, what's up with my lifestyle. And so I always tell them, and that is always what they say. Like you live in an RV with your kids or you live in an RV with your husband. Like, don't you get sick of them? (laughs) Yeah. So it was to some people it's unimaginable. (laughs) So is my disclaimer, I like my kids and I like my husband <laughs> and they like me. I mean, I how think. could you not like me? Yeah. <laughs> we all get along really, really well for the most part. I mean, there's, to be honest, and I'm not just saying this, um, we really don't fight too much. The girls are kind of starting to get to the age where they'll bicker back and forth some, but it, it lasts seconds. Like, yeah, it, as long as you just kind of squash it right away. Yeah. It normally isn't a big issue, and normally it's something silly, and they're over it and fine in seconds, and then 
doing whatever. So we do really get along. Um, so that makes things easier. If, if you and your partner don't get along, you're probably not going to get along with this lifestyle. Like it's going to, it's going to, um, amplify everything in your life by like 10% or 50%. (laughs) Um, I guess it, you could, it'll, it's going to concentrate everything. Yeah, there you go. It's going to concentrate all your problems into a 36 foot RV (laughs) or whatever it is, you know, everything you have, like you don't, you can't just go into the basement or you can't just go into, you know, another room or whatever. It, it's just way more concentrated. Um, and the same thing with your kids. If you if your kids don't get along or if the kids don't get along with you or whatever. Now, that being said, this lifestyle could possibly bring you closer because um, unless you both have online jobs or unless you're both like working full time, more than likely you're going to work less and you're going to be able to do more adventures as a family. And, you know, those things are fun. I don't know my thought process i guess on it yeah but if you fight a lot you're gonna fight a lot in the rv so just know that (laughs) it's not that's not gonna change unless you fight over your house (laughs) if your only problems are your house then this will make your life better the nice thing is if you make me mad i can just walk outside and you know nine times out of ten we have somewhere cool that we are so yeah, <laughs> you have a cool backyard. Yeah. Normally, we are the same as the kids. If we get mad at each other, it lasts seconds until I'm hungry, and then I realize I have to suck up to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. It's dinner time. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's all good. We've Everybody has their moments. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, if... If you have those moments, then I think you're going to be fine. But if you guys are always fighting, you need to work on that first before um, concentrating. Before it squishing into... your problems into a tin can. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's all the things that I can think of to tell you about living in an RV with your family. We have two kids and two dogs, well, soon to be three dogs, <laughs> <laughs> and we fit. In an in a jeep when we're traveling, and we also fit in this thirty six foot class A perfectly. I think I'm glad we got this this one. I mean, right now, if I was like, you have X amount of money to get another thing, like you could get whatever you want. The only thing I would do is get a diesel. I'd switch to a class A diesel. Yeah. I could but, possibly do a class C, possibly, because they're kind of cool. I like, well, I'm liking them, the Super C. I or like the Super C. Yeah. That's pretty much the only thing I would do. And for us, going to, I don't want to, I wouldn't want anything bigger than what we have now. No, no, this size is perfect for me. Some of the spots that we've been, like our cool boondocking spots, stuff like that, this rig was almost pretty much too big for that. Mm hmm. So any bigger would have been nearly impossible or impossible. So Yeah, I wouldn't want to go any bigger than 36 foot. The only thing I might possibly would want, like if I dream world, would be uh, a diesel, and that's just to make things easier, towing and stuff. Yeah, just more and power. The layouts. Oh, oh. <laughs> and the layout is different, and I like the layout. But anyways, we actually have a campground review today of a park that we stayed at in that was super cool. 
One of our favorite things is moving to our new home and seeing our new backyard. It's super cool to get a new view all the time. Some are better than others, and we want to highlight the best. We're going to give you all the details of one special place to stay in the United States. That was our first campground from... Full, like... As we started traveling full-time. Yes, this was the first park that we stayed at after we went... I wouldn't say after we went full-time, because we were full-time in Texas, but we stayed at two parks the entire time we were in Texas. Well, that's why I said full-time traveling. Yeah, full-time traveling. We were full-time living (laughs) in Texas. We just were stationary in two different places. Exactly, yeah. Now we're full-time traveling where we're never really traveling. And the first spot we stayed was this park in Louisiana near New Orleans. Yep, it's called Fontainebleau State Park. Mm-hmm. And it was right across the lake. What? Yeah, it's on the north side of Lake Pontchartrain. Okay. It's about 40 minutes from New Orleans. Is that taking the bridge? Yeah. If okay. you take, there's a bridge that goes across the lake. It's a super long bridge, like 24-mile bridge mm-hmm. called, uh, was it Causeway? The um, Causeway Bridge. It's a toll bridge. I think it was like five bucks or something. Um. But it was about 40 minutes. You can go around the lake, and I think it's about an hour. Because mm-hmm. we did both ways. It didn't feel like that long. It was. sure it was that long. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we drove into New Orleans quite a few times. I think we were there a week. And yeah. I think we went into New Orleans like probably four times. Yes. So it didn't, I mean, I don't think it felt that bad. But it was such a cool park. So the park, my. It's because I drive so fast. <laughs> my favorite part of this park was we. We came into it at nighttime, and which was something we now try not to do, but yeah. <laughs> we were newbies then. Um, but anyways, we we drove into the park, and it was nighttime, and there's this road that you drive down to get to the different sections, but you're already in the park at this point. And uh, the lights from our RV, like, shined up onto the oaks. What are they, oak trees? Yeah, they're live oaks. Live oak trees with, like, the Spanish moss, like, like blowing off of it so this was like that was like our first experience with those yes those kind of trees and this is like i'm from michigan i don't think there's any spanish moss in michigan (laughs) like i've never seen any anywhere unless somebody faked it and then we moved to texas and i didn't see any there Mm -hmm. when we were there so this was like the first experience we had with it and it was so cool because it was nighttime and it just looked like ghostly. Yeah, I don't it was know. Kind of spooky. Kind of spooky and just like it was really cool. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, we get to see cool things from now on. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was a cool like cool campground. And so we have good emotional attachment to this campground. It might not be as cool for you because <laughs> it might have just been cool for us because it was our first one. But it's a nice, clean state park. Yep. And it cost about twenty or thirty dollars. I don't remember. I think we paid about twenty bucks a night because, and it the price changes through the seasons. Um, I think like winter we were there in January, mm-hmm. well December, January, and uh, that's considered off season. So it was like twenty bucks a night. But did we have full hookups? No, there was it was water and sewer. Oh yes, okay. Oh no no no, I'm sorry. Water and electric, no sewer. Okay, but we didn't have any issues, did we? What do you mean? We didn't have 
We did move once to dump, but the dump station was like right in oh, our loop. I don't even remember dumping. Yeah, so. we had to dump once. Okay. But anyways, um, were there any sites in there that had sewer? I believe so. We just didn't get one. Yeah, that's why like uh, some of the higher end price, like uh, the $35 price range, uh, are full hookup. And I was being a cheapskate, apparently. I don't know. I mean, that was like our <laughs> first. Because $35 is great. Yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> um, but it's a former sugar plantation. And it has a ton of history. Not all good. Yeah. They did own slaves that owned it before. Yep. And there were um, some, like, cabins. Or, like, housing for them. Yep. And were the trees there before? Trees were there during. Okay. So they weren't there at first, though. And I think the... I think it was like, called... Like, what's the story? Like this... I think it was called Plantation Row or something like that. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But there's a row of oaks. But they he added through. them, supposedly, to make I don't it... Know. I'm not going to... I don't yeah. remember, so I'm not going to... Yeah, there is a story for the trees. Supposedly, the guy that owned the plantation, I think, added them for for their area. Like, they wanted it, and they Yeah, there was, like, a, there was a sugar mill, which there's still remnants of the old sugar well, hold mill on, there. Let's go back to those trees. So now, these trees are, like, super old and huge, and they're all still there, and you can see them all, and they're, like, just the creepily, like, the way they grow. They're not just, like, a straight-up-and-down oak tree. Like, yeah, they're very twisty and yeah, and some of them like there's one that had like the big huge arm that came like all the way down to the ground and like out. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool, um, and so there's, that was my favorite part were the trees. And there's all kinds of uh, like interpretive signs all over that tell you specific sections of the park, what was there, mm-hmm. and you know tell we'll stories. We'll see if we can and, find the story about the trees, and I'll put it in there, but. Um, that was only that row of trees anyways. There's trees through the whole park. But then what else was there? There was like a... There's like a big boardwalk that goes out to a little... Um, uh, what the heck do you call that thing? A little... Oh, deck. like a gazebo? Gazebo. So mm-hmm. there's a boardwalk that goes out to a gazebo that's in the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a beach there. Like, obviously, when we were there, it was colder, so... And there's alligators, so... It is brackish water, so there is... <laughs> there could be... There is. Some sharks. There's alligators. I mean, there's a bayou on each side mm-hmm. of the park, and then there's a lake on one on the other side. So, so if you swim in it, you're crazy. <laughs> but sure, go ahead. <laughs> but it's a beautiful lake. It's huge. You really, I mean, you can barely see to the other side. Like I said, that bridge itself is 24 miles. So, um, And they have a bike trail. Yeah, there's like a, when they do, they convert the old train tracks. Like they do the rail to trail thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. There's a huge bike trail. There's walking paths. But the kids and I did like a boardwalk hike through like the marsh. We saw our first armadillo there. Yep. <laughs> and they have cabins you can rent there. Then that and are and they're really nice. They're like yeah. condos and cabins. And, and they were building some new things. Big. They have yurts there now. Yeah, they're building like, some big type things. They call it glamping. Um, so a beautiful park. Awesome, good price. Even you know, for full hookups, it's a good price. This is past fall, summer and fall. Hurricane Ida went through, and there was some pretty significant damage. I think it flooded a lot there. 
So they were closed for like a month. Oh, but they're back open. They did open back up. Okay. When we were there, they actually had a really bad rainstorm and it flooded all around our area. Yeah. So it's it's like, is it below sea level there? No, I don't think it's below because we don't have anything below, I don't think, that we've stayed at. No, no, it wasn't not below, but it was probably like... Five. Yeah, it was right <laughs> at sea level. <laughs> or something. But it is a really cool park. We'll put a link in the show notes, but it's a state park. You do not have to have a state pass, I don't think. State park pass. I don't think we did. Yeah. And you know, I was looking on their website. Um, if you have a America the Beautiful pass, like for seniors or military, I think you get half off. I don't know if it applies for ours. All of them? You just have to have the senior one. Oh. But I, it specifically said senior military, but I don't know if it's all America the Beautiful. Interesting. We'll yeah. look into it because I would love to go back there. Uh, we actually were there uh, for New Year's. It was so fun. Yeah. We went to New Orleans for the New Year celebration. Yep. We got to see the rockin', what is it? Rockin'. Dick Clark rockin' yeah. New Year's Eve. We didn't go in. We could have. It was free. Yeah. You could go right into the section, but you had to um, you had to do something when you walked through there. <laughs> you had to go through a metal detector. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you had to go through a metal detector, and you also had, like, I was a little nervous about having our kids in there, like, being stuck in there. Um, you weren't really stuck in there. You can go in and out, but there was only, like, Couple we could doors. literally see the concert from yeah, outside. Yeah, you could see it from outside anyway, so it was cool. <laughs> and there were so many people, and it was yeah. so fun. Like, it was cool. I was nervous about taking the kids there, um, but it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a cool experience. We saw the, um, they did a, instead of a ball drop, they do the Fleur de Lis. Mm-hmm. They dropped that at the Jack's Brewery. And then, like, shortly after that, we were already leaving, but that's when I bet things get crazy. I think things were starting to get crazy. I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a few women that were, like, look like zombies well, already. <laughs> we park, Where we parked, we were, I don't know what, like, three or maybe five blocks away from the square um, and the New Year's Eve celebration and all that, the fireworks right down by the river. But in between there is Bourbon Street. We had to cross through Bourbon Street, all yeah. the bars and stuff, and people were starting to get a little wild. Yeah. <laughs> so the New Year's Eve celebration, definitely family-friendly, awesome. Yeah, it Do it fun. if you have the chance. Bourbon Street, not so much. And leave shortly after the ball drops, because yeah. I'm sure it gets crazy down there everywhere. Um. But that whole area is cool. We we drove around. There's um, all kinds of... Uh, airboat tours around there mm -hmm. yes highly recommend this park though it is something that i remember like i remember it yeah. very well it was really cool we have a lot of emotional attachment to it <laughs> yeah i'd stay there again for sure mm -hmm. there is another state park that's very popular that's actually closer on, on the other side of the lake that's right by new orleans and now now would be now i would be willing to try that out when we first did it um i was a little bit more nervous because this is like you know, our first yeah. time. Uh, yeah, we the, wanted to do the New Year's New, New Year's Eve thing and weren't quite sure how it was going to go down with kids and all that, but it turned out to be awesome. So that is going to be a wrap for episode 24. Again, if you want any show notes for this episode, you can find them at thefeolas.com slash 24. And next week, the kids will be back on we, t we let them have a day off because, you know, you have to make your kids happy sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> we 
we let him have this podcast off because a lot of it was stuff we were talking about and they weren't going to be talking about it. So instead of them sitting here staring at us. uh, Talking about how much they missed all their toys. Yeah. (laughs) We figured we'd just leave them out of it. Uh, Maybe you'll hear hear from them in the, the bloopers, but otherwise... Anyways, we'll see you next week. That's going to wrap up episode 24. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. And now the bloopers. It's called a stove. (laughs) (laughs) What is that thing gets hot when you turn it on? Or, or that, that empty thing over there that stuffs in water. Uh, the dish holder. <laughs> Dirty dish holder. So, girls, tell me, do you miss living in a house? No, not really much. Not at all? Well, I do miss stairs, but that's only the thing. <laughs> I miss that we have a big backyard and for, like, the dogs to play in and... Do you have enough stuff to keep you busy? Like with your technology and your toys? Yeah. Yeah? And it's not like overpowering our house, right? No. Everything has a place? And I just did my bedroom and it looks literally so good. Let's say that a mom was going to their kids. Mom and dad was telling their kids they were going full time. What kind of things could they tell their kids to make them want to do this? What's just one thing? You can visit other places that's really pretty or they would really want to go. But I don't even remember most of my toys. <laughs> exactly, right? Mm-hmm. So is that your advice? Yeah. After a while, you won't even remember that stuff. Mm-hmm. I almost remember everything, but whatever. <laughs> no, you don't. You're three. Oh. Is it worth it? Yes. But when I grow up, I'm probably going to get an ARV with stairs. Bye. Bye. Bye.